Welcome to Light Trees and News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined again by the great Eric Smith. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Or should I say Michael Eric Smith? Ooh, I've been found out. I've been had. Oh, he's been lying to you this whole time. That's not his real name. Can you believe? I've been made. His name's Michael. Ugh. Ugh. Or Mike. Oh God! Ugh. My life would be so much worse if I was Mike. If I was <laughs> Mike Smith. There's so many Michaels listening right now who are like, "Hey, fuck you!" I'm but Mi- y- but they were born and lived with Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lived with Eric, so to switch to Michael now would be that would be absurd. just a huge step down. No, again, no downgrade. offense to all the Michaels out there. Um, guys, we are currently in the pop culture section of this episode. And I didn't get to ask you this on yesterday's episode, mm. Eric, because we launched right into just um, berating Faith. Oh, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> do you have any listening, watching, or reading recommendations? Ooh. Don't uh, act surprised. Don't act like you're new. You knew I was going to ask Literally this. every week I'm like, oh, no. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is I, I actually don't recommend this a lot. Because I think it's not been that great for a while. But last week's episode of SNL with John Mulaney. Oh. So good. So good. And, I mean, honestly, some of your favorite characters and sketches were probably written by John Mulaney. Yes. So, like, Stefan, if you're a fan of Stefan. Um, Stefan, written by John Mulaney. Yep. And he's also the one who would... Uh, Caused Bill Hader to break <laughs> by changing jokes. He would slip jokes in last minute into the teleprompter, and you could you can see the moment where like Bill's reading ahead mm-hmm. and he starts to break. Yeah, he sees what's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, but they what was so cool about Mulaney hosting was that they uh, they did some of his sketches that never got on air. Uh, arguably, the two most popular sketches from that episode, the ones the two that everybody was talking about, turned the out to be. The lobster, the which lobster. was not my favorite. No, my favorite was Switcheroo. Switcheroo, both insane sketches. The ones I like got shared the most and were the mo- went the most viral. He tweeted that they were sketches that he had written when he was on. He was a writer on the show, mm-hmm. and he had written them, and they just never went anywhere. So they let him bring them back and do them, which is so fun. Yeah, I I was honestly more impressed by the lobster one because I was like, are they just doing the full song from Lay Man? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. are. Oh Jesus, okay. Uh, I love John Mulaney so much. I think he's so funny. I think he's my favorite. He's great. He's my favorite comedian. I got to, he recently recorded another special and he previewed it at Whiplash first and then he did pretty much the whole set at UCB for a special show. Oh, that's so cool. And I got to see both bitches. He's so so brilliant. He's so great. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, Great viewing recommendation. Um, Let me see what I've been listening to. I have kind of a weird, I have talked about this a little bit on the show. I, really did like parts of this last season of The Walking Dead. It was very, very uneven. Mm -hmm. So I can't give it like a full recommendation. Yeah. But I definitely cried a couple times. And I feel like they left it in an interesting place where I I genuinely don't know what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. season. Like if there's going to be a time jump or... Oh, that's cool. There's interesting divisions between like the OG characters that wasn't there before. Are there... Are they, because I don't know, I only watched like the first maybe like two seasons of the Walking Dead TV show. Uh, Are they, have they gone past what was written in comic books? Yes. Okay. I believe at this point. They changed a lot too. Yeah, I knew they changed a lot from the originals, but like now they've gone past. I think so. So now it's all new. It's all like. I think so. That's cool. Tentative, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. And Game of Thrones is past the books, right? Yes, Game of Thrones for sure is past the books now. But. Yeah, they left it in a really interesting place. And I know, <coughs> I don't know how much I want to say because I don't want to give spoilers away. Um, but I know there was a storyline that people were hoping would be resolved in a way that it was not resolved. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason they didn't resolve it the way everybody wanted it to be resolved is a very interesting writing choice. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, basically, and I don't think this is a spoiler, (coughs) the whole moral quandary of this season was, 
there is a really, really profoundly bad guy named Negan. Yes. Who did something unforgivable, which is he killed Glenn. Mm-hmm. And so Maggie, who is Glenn's partner, who's the head of the, the Hilltop tribe, if you will, um, wants Negan dead. She wants okay. vengeance. And Rick's son, Coral, Carl, um, <laughs> really, really um, d- can't see a way out and wants everybody to like live in peace. Yeah. So Coral ends up dying this season. <laughs> I think everybody knows that by now. But he, before he dies, he writes letters to everybody. And one of the light- letters he writes is to Negan uh-huh. and is basically pleading with him to to stop fighting and to live in harmony. And you see like a flash forward of Carl's idea of everybody living together. Yeah. It's actually really moving. Oh, cool. Um, because it's it's the sort of like, are we just going to keep fighting forever? How yeah, many people yeah, are going to yeah. die because Negan killed Glenn? You know? Right. Um, and stuff happens and it plays out differently. And it, it was just very interesting, like how characters have changed. Very moral good characters are now very immoral bad <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people who were bad have redeemed themselves. And yeah, like these these like close knit friendships that have been like since season one are now like very frayed and falling apart. Yeah. And that's really interesting too. So there's some good stuff. I just wish it wasn't so uneven and it like literally season eight felt like it lasted seven years. Yeah. It was so long and it dragged so badly in places. But when it got good, it got real good. You know what I read recently? What's that? You know who was almost you know who almost played Negan? Who? Henry Rollins. Oh God, <laughs> stop. Are you serious? Yeah. That would have been awful. <laughs> that would have been so bad. You think so? I think it would have been cool. No, that would have sucked. Because that's the thing about Negan annoys me in a lot of ways because he he strikes me as like what would I would have considered like a really cool bad guy as if, if I was like a twelve year old boy mm-hmm. reading him in the comic book? I yeah. would have been like, "Wow, he's so cool," and he just kind of seems like pathetic and sad in the show at times, which I think is del- like a deliberate choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the actor who plays him is amazing. Oh, cool. That's the thing. Like, as much as the savior storyline dragged on for literally forever, um, Negan. And the guys who play the saviors are great actors. Like, they're just doing the best they can. Oh, cool. So it was never their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any reading or listening recommendations? Um, I have a listening one. Uh, This is a very niche listening recommendation. I'm shocked. Uh, There's a band, a metal band named Sleep. Okay. um, Who are early... um, kind of stars of a of a genre of music known as stoner rock okay um now what is that it's it's very heavy um and they use a lot of like uh, they play very long songs they're very drawn out okay um they're very uh riff centric they basically will play like one repeating riff over and over and over again a lot um and it's very like the guitars are very like uh fuzzy mm-hmm. they they add a lot of distortion and effects to their guitars to the point where you kind of can't tell what's bass and what's guitar it's all just like one big like massive like heavy instrumentation oh this is such an uninteresting detail that mm-hmm. will only be funny to eric mm-hmm. last night when i went out with chloe mm-hmm. and there was music playing she kept asking me what each instrument was yeah she was like are those drums <laughs> and i'd be like yeah they're like synthesized drums and then she'd be like uh-huh is that a horn? And I'm like, yeah, I think it's a horn. She's like, uh-huh. This is a piano, though, right? <laughs> like, every instrument. So I was like, funny. have you heard music before? Um, but so Sleep had not released a record since 2003, I think. Oh, wow. They released a very famous metal record called Dope Smoker in 2003. Mm. They're all about weed. The yeah, whole man. The whole point of the band what is, the, is, is weed. What else is there, right? Uh, and so they, uh, they just, they kept it a secret the whole time and they released a record on 420. Classic. (laughs) Uh, they hadn't released a record in 15 years and then we're like, like not even not like, not even like a day before, like a couple hours beforehand. We're like, Oh, Hey, we're dropping a record on 420 and everybody flipped their shit. Yeah, I was going to say, you know when they were doing it, they had to be like, 
people are gonna fucking yeah. lose their minds. People like uh, people went crazy, and then they released it at midnight on four twenty. Wow! Uh, and it's real fucking good. Wow! Uh, that's cool. If you're into that type of music at all, it's a really, really good record. I listened cool. to it at midnight because I was getting off work. I was getting out of band practice at like midnight, yeah. and like got in my car home and just like put on the record like at midnight and then yeah. listen to it on the way home and it's so good oh got in your like lift share home yes no i don't drive i was like what <laughs> you like got in my car i was like you got a fucking car yeah you didn't tell me i wish i had a car that's I a would, huge deal honestly. i would 100 percent drive in new york here's my problem i i'm good at but hate parking yeah and the thought of because I'm from a place where every building has its own parking lot. You spoiled little fuck. Yeah. The thought of d- driving around. This happened to me like the first week I was in New York. I was hanging out with Jaime and Jaime has a car. Mm-hmm. And we would like be driving somewhere and we would get back to his house and spend 45 minutes trying to park. And I was like, I can't live like this. this. That literally happens to my poor dad every time they come <laughs> to visit me in Brooklyn. My dad, it takes him like an hour to park the it's car. And awful. he comes back like he got off the battlefield. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> He's so mad. And I'm just like, oh, I could not handle that. It's a night. I can't live like that. I need, like, if I'm driving somewhere, I just want to get to where I'm going and park and be done with it. Yeah. And, like, the thought of driving around looking for a parking space for 45 minutes Fills me with so much dread and anxiety I that I won't do it. Get how people are so chill about it. Maybe you just get used to it. I guess I'm like I can't do it. My bosses have asked me to drive for work a couple times, and I'm like, here's the thing: I like driving in New York. I think it's fun. I Can like I get the, someone else to park it. Yeah, it's like I like <laughs> the chaos. Here's the thing: if you need this done in any sort of amount of time, it's not going to happen because yeah. it's you have to add like two hours onto everything just looking for parking. Oh, easily. It's easily. so bad. So like. I don't, I actually enjoy the driving part, but parking is just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, like, you're, like, road trip driver. Yeah. I, Which and we I, should do, by the way, with oh, our team. I love that. We should definitely do that. That'd be really fun. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that. I like, I said, I like driving in the city. I enjoy, like, the chaos, uh, but I just, the parking is just, like, it's too much. I, can't. Yeah. I get why rich people pay absurd amounts of money for, like, a parking spot. I know, but that's how you can spot millionaires where they're like, oh, I parked my car in my spot. It's yeah. like, oh, you're, you have all the money. I read a story before I moved to New York that they they had some they had just sold a parking space for a million dollars and i got here and i was like i get it that's how fucking ridiculous this city is yeah and why no one's gonna be able to mm-hmm. like afford yeah. to live in it mm-hmm. in 10 years yeah give it a decade mm-hmm. no one's gonna be able to afford to live yeah there. uh so sleep is that sleep. your only the, listening recommendation that's what i've been listening to the most yeah. i've just been listening to that record on repeat a lot yeah. um I really like this band. I've been listening to uh, this band, Modern Life is War. Modern Life is War? Yeah, which is my favorite band name. And they're very good. They haven't put in anything recently. They put out a record a couple of years ago. I just like listening to them a lot. Cool. What kind of music? Uh, it's like uh, like a hardcore punk band. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're great. Uh, I uh, they're It was really cool. They They were my favorite band a, a while ago, back in like 2010. And then they broke up. And I never got to see them, and I was really bummed. And then uh, they reunited, and they happened to be going. They happened to be doing one of the reunion shows in a place that I was already traveling to, and so I just like extended my trip and just like went and saw them, and it was so much fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they don't have anything new. It's just a good band that good. I like. Doesn't have to be modern. Yeah. Um. Ha, modern life is war. Mm-hmm. Uh. Any other reading listening recommendation viewing hmm i have one if you want to think on it yeah go for it so the other day was 420 yeah. and i am a cliche mm-hmm. so i made a whole thing of pot brownies <laughs> and chloe came over uh-huh. and we very stupidly ate half each Oof. um of the entire pan of brownies and the year before that we had split that with like mm, eight people yeah there were a lot of people here. And you guys were fucked up at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We. <laughs> yeah. So we watched, the night started very promising. We watched The Witch because we wanted to watch scary movies. Right. Obviously. Of course. Um, <laughs> Chloe loved The Witch. Great. That we, seemed like a cool movie. I didn't see it, but it, the preview watch looked it. good. It's legitimately a good film. That's dope. You should yeah, watch it. Yeah, I want to check it out. Um, And then we're like, cool, we got this theme, scary movies, let's keep it going. 
I made her watch the episode of Atlanta. Have you seen it yet? The piano episode? I haven't. I haven't watched any of the new season. I won't say anything, but just watch the piano I've episode. I've heard it's the weirdest episode of television. And then imagine how high we were. Because <laughs> I, I told Chloe, I'm like, I literally can't be the only one who went through this experience right. of watching it while high. So I need you to watch it with me. Yeah. So she watched it. Her fucking mind was blown. So then I was like, cool. Let's watch It Follows. Mm-hmm. We start watching it. Chloe loves it, but she's very scared. She gets 40 minutes into It Follows, and she's like, can we stop this? I'm actually too scared to watch oh, no. this. <laughs> so I stopped it. And then we were just chilling, and then all of a sudden, Chloe goes, should we sleep? <laughs> and I was like, you mean like now? And she was like, yeah, should I go home and sleep? And I was like, do you feel like you should go home and sleep? And she was like, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, go, man. <laughs> oh, that's feel so like funny. So I think my anti-recommendation is... Um, <clears throat> Eating too many pot brownies and then watching scary movies. <laughs> not a great call. Who could have predicted? Right? I've heard I it's... Right? I also have not seen It Follows, but I've heard that's very good. It's another great one. Yeah. I had some dope movies lined up for her. I also wanted to watch Zodiac. I love Zodiac. Chloe people has seen shit Zodiac. On they're high. If people, they don't like it, they're high. People shit on Zodiac all the time. I've heard so many people talk shit about zodiac because they say it's too boring oh they're so stupid i think no, it's, it's so great. good um but yeah. chloe had actually seen zodiac and she loved it but she's like i'll rewatch it oh great um i really i know i did not get a chance to listen to the episode but i saw i think you and charles talked about a quiet place oh i haven't had a chance to see i want to see it so bad so our original plan was to eat pop brownies and go see a quiet place uh-huh. and then i told chloe i'm like there's no way we're gonna make it to the movie theater <laughs> and we sure didn't yeah I, w- I really want to see that. It looks yeah, really good. I do too. And a lot of people are saying it's very good. I heard it's great. Uh, it feels like A Quiet Place to me feels like it feels like it's going to be Signs but without the shitty dumb ending. I really liked Signs. And I know like, yes, okay, there were weird parts to it but I don't know. I like everything except for when you see the dumb alien. In the reflection of the TV? Yeah. It, well, that just that whole sequence of like the the water thing, I think, is silly. What was the water thing? The aliens are like allergic to water. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's dumb. Okay. I think the whole sequence. Somebody, I heard somebody talking about this. Um, I think it was Connor Ratliff on his podcast, Twelve Hour Day. He's like, imagine if you watch Signs, and it gets it's exactly the same, and it gets all the way up to the point where the aliens land and the power in the house goes out and Mel Gibson is just praying with his his kids and then that's just yeah. the end of the movie. And I was like, oh, fuck, that would be so good. Yeah. Oh, my God, that would I be I didn't incredible. mind seeing the alien because to me that felt like when you finally see Jaws. Yeah. And I thought it was cool the way that he shot it. And maybe I was just too young and the water thing like didn't phase me where I was like, yeah, okay, they're allergic to water. I mean, I, when I saw the movie... I was still young and it wasn't like it wasn't like dumb, but I was like, as I got older, I was like, I don't want to see it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a flash of the alien, but the whole battle sequence and like fighting him with the water. I mean, I get that it like ties together, like this backstory and stuff right. like that with the, the, the mom. But I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I like the suspense. I like the drama. Cause up until that point, oh, it's like yeah. legitimately like a scary, like suspenseful, like really intense movie. Really well acted. Oh, so good. There's that scene. I like so remember the scene at the dinner table where the kid starts to cry. And then oh, like yeah. Mel Gibson, who's a monster, but like he, like the way they shot that was he and Joaquin Phoenix didn't know she was actually going to cry. Yeah. So when they're crying, they're really crying because yeah. they're so upset that she's crying. And yeah. like, it's so good. It feels so real. Yeah. Oh, God. That movie up until, like I said, up until the ending, I think is so good. Another movie that does that, that draw, like the, this one, I actually in the movie, I saw it in theaters and at the end of the movie, literally shouted what? And was so upset <laughs> is the very end of paranormal activity. Oh, what happened? So there's multiple. I think everybody got the same ending because uh, I don't know them. I know there's multiple endings what? to the movie. There's multiple. There are shown in the theater. I don't know if multiple are shown no. in the theater. I think everybody got the same theater ending. I just happened. I know that there have been multiple versions of the ending released. Okay. But at the at very end of the movie, the husband gets like dragged out of the room, or like the the camera falls to the ground. 
the camera so you see like oh right 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 the camera's like sideways on the ground facing the doorway yeah the husband gets like dragged out of the room so the room's just empty camera's falling over on the doorway and you see the ghost or you know the apparatus whatever it is you see the ghost come in the doorway and then it crawls over and it eats the camera what (laughs) i was like and i literally was like what are you kidding me? Oh, that's so it's dumb. so cheesy and stupid. That's and I was so like, dumb. I was Ugh. like so upset because up until that point, I was like, this is the best well, movie you ever made. Me and I was like, that sounds really scary. It's like the whole movie is so it's the same thing. It's like you never see anything. You just see these people like very genuinely reacting to like this frightening stuff in a way that feels very real. You know who did that and they nailed it original Blair Witch Project, Oh, my baby. God. The Blair Witch is so that good. That fucking end where you see him standing in the corner oh, is so good. I was, it's like, why is that so scary? I like That movie gives me straight-up chills yeah. to this day. Having seen it multiple times at the very end when you see him in the corner and then it just cuts, I'm like, oh, oh. It's crazier when you hear um, Heather's like um, recap of yeah. filming it because she also was like, alone in the woods with a bunch of guys uh-huh, yeah and like she she's very honest about it where she's like i was real stupid to do that and she's like i i didn't know if like is this a real film yeah Did these guys just take me in the woods to kill me yeah 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 you know like and so when they're hitting the tent and stuff she's reacting like yeah with genuine terror yeah like oh it's so fucking that movie weird. is so freaking good yeah uh yeah paranormal activity when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, that could be cool. And then in the theater, I was like, this is the best movie ever made since the Blair Witch. Like, I was like, this is so fucking mm. good. They did such a good job of it. And then the ending, I was just, I was on That's board. Horrible. It's literally the last, like, three seconds of the movie. I was on board. I was, like, uh. on their side. I was like, this is so good. So what is the alternate ending? Is it better? I think there's other endings where, like, they show the police finding the scene of the crime. Okay. Um, and then there's other, in- there's just other endings that are more like different ways that it, that it ends. I don't know that much. It's I- not the ghost eating the fucking camera. Oh my God. That's so, great. The mouth opens and it like swallows. I was like, are you, I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> I can't express to you how, cause I felt like I had gotten tricked. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like on, I was like ready to tell people this is the best movie ever made. I was like, <laughs> this is like, I was so on board and so invested. And I don't get that excited about horror movies. I'm not one of those people. Like, I it's do. like super excited about horror movies, but I was so on board with paranormal activity until that. And I was so oh, upset. So when I, I was like, walked out of the theater so mad you have to wonder if that was one of those like moments where like it was the shitty studio executives like, like you know what would be cool why don't you put it in with ghost eats camera oh my god poor fucking screenwriter like, direct, yeah or the director is like, like uh, <sighs> okay <laughs> i want to go back and rewatch i haven't watched it since that theater experience i want to rewatch it again because it i remember just being because that's the thing is i'm not one of those people that's super into horror movies mm-hmm. that's like but like I was genuinely like, in the theater, like terrified, like genuine. I like, don't think maybe I never saw it. How many paranormal activities? There's so there many. Been? There's too this many. This is the first one, though. Yes, this is the original okay. paranormal. Activity. I think I saw one of the sequels. It's the sequels are not that great. Some yeah. of them are like fine movies, but like the first one was legitimately like terrifying. There's very cool. Like um, that's the one that it's like security footage. Yes, right? okay. yeah, it's a lot of like they set up. It's like security footage, and like the whole point is that like. They notice weird stuff going on, like in their baby's room. So they like, set up a camera. I remember to some it. of the visual stuff is really stunning. Like the one I saw, um, I think it's a sheet just like forms behind her, and it's like suddenly like it looks like a person standing in it, yeah, and then yeah, it drops yeah, yeah. back down to the floor as a sheet. Yeah. And I was like, that was dope. Yeah, yeah. They do stuff like that is yeah. so <laughs> cool, and just like, yeah, just genuinely like terrifying moments, and then. I can't remember if it's the first one, but one of the really early like found footage, like handheld camera movies, was a uh, what's it called? It's it's a Spanish zombie movie Mm. called Rec R E C, like short for record. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's like it's interesting because it's like that same sort of trope, but instead of ghosts, it's like a zombie movie. Mm. They remade it for the U.S. and I think it's called VHS. I heard VHS is really good. VHS is good. The original Spanish is really good. Really good. Okay. It's super, super fun. But it's like one of the early, like, you know, like, oh, we're going to film this all on a handheld camera. Like, it's a documentary type movies. And it's super good. Very cool. Well, while we're still in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk about um, R. Kelly 
is finally losing uh, some support from his own crew. Wow. Took you guys yeah. fucking long enough. I'm wondering what's about to come out. Yeah. That they're all now leaving. But his lawyer, publicist, and his assistant have all quit. Um, his spokesperson, Trevion Cuddy, confirmed to Pitchfork that she no longer works with Kelly as of this week. Additionally, there are reports that Kelly's entertainment attorney, Linda Mensch, who defended Kelly during the 2017 allegations about the singer running a sex cult, and his assistant, Diana Copeland, all women, who worked with the singer on his Trapped in the Closet opera, are no longer on his team. Hey, remember how R. Kelly was outed as a child predator, and then he made a bunch of goofy music videos about being trapped in a closet, and I was like, oh, we love R. Kelly again. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. (sighs) Um, so this might be, this might be happening right now because on Monday, as exclusively reported in an interview with The Root, a Dallas woman alleges that the 51-year-old R&B crooner gave her herpes and groomed her to be his sex pet, complete with dehumanizing requirements, including being called his bitch in public, group sex, and long periods of isolation. Okay. I mean, that's horrifying, but also he was already a child predator. I know. <laughs> on video. It might be like a cumulative <laughs> effect, like how many more of these stories can come out and you feel comfortable working with him, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's just so insane to me. He, it's on video. I know. <laughs> it's so like well from, documented that he's a child predator. Uh, this is from the interview uh, in The Root with uh, Kirsten West Savali. They just referred to the woman as Queen. During this is So this is Queen speaking. Uh, during the time that I was being groomed to join Kelly's sex cult, I was recorded without permission. He also watched himself engaging in sexual acts with other women around me. I was kept in solitude for extensive periods of time, coerced into engaging in sexual acts that I did not want to engage in and treated very much like something less than human. <sighs> That's so disturbing. It's really like, I think there's an extra layer of <clears throat> grossness <laughs> to this because of the, the, like the cult aspect. Yeah. Like detaining them and isolating them. Yeah. Like the fact that they stop talking to their families and like. Well, what's what's really nefarious is that like, <clears throat> there are people who engage in this stuff consensually. Yes. And so like when they're describing the stuff that he made them do, it's like there are people who do that consensually. And he could find them easily. He's R. Kelly. Yes. So why does he have this obsession <laughs> with like with making people do stuff that they don't want to do? Yeah. Well, that was like Bill Cosby too. Like yeah. at his peak. Any woman would have fucked Bill Cosby. Yeah. He didn't need to drug women. He was getting off on the fact oh, that absolutely. he drugged them and yeah. he had power over them. That's always like, especially when it's somebody who's like rich and famous. Yes. R. Kelly does not need to make women do shit against that they do not consent to. He could find women who were into this. Yeah. But he gets off on finding very young women and grooming them and well, controlling and them. What sucks too is that like people will use like, this happened with a bunch of like, poly- there was that fucking crazy... Uh, who is it? It's like the fucking governor of Illinois or something. Like the he was he had like a mistress that he like chained up in his basement, which was consensual. But then he took a bunch of pictures of her and was like blackmailing her. Wait, with it. so the consensual part was that she she was cool with being chained in the basement? It wasn't chained. She was like handcuffed and stuff like oh, that. It okay. was like blindfolded and was like you know that was consensual. But then he while she was blindfolded, he took a bunch of pictures Wait, of her. What the fuck, dude? It's like they always have to go a step further than what was consented to. Because that's what gets them off. They're like, yeah, but I want to do stuff without consent. Yeah, it's just like, but yeah, his whole thing was like, she totally consented to like being like handcuffed, you know, restrained, blindfolded or whatever. And then while she she was blindfolded, he took a bunch of pictures of her and was like, well, now I will release these if you tell anybody you're my mistress. Right. And like, to her credit, she was like, well, now I'm I'm gonna tell people. Yeah, like, like, like what, dude? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Uh, d- speaking of pop culture, sex rings. Oh, oh my God, Smallville. Have you guys talked about it on the show? No, yet? no. I like because I don't even know what to say apart from like it's oh. un- it's insane. Yeah. So, in case you didn't know, uh, there is an actress from Smallville, Allison Mack. 
Allison Mack, who has been arrested for her role in a, an alleged sex cult. Um, she was recruiting, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so now she's facing charges <clears throat> of aiding in the abuse of these women. She could be sentenced to 15 years in jail, um, 15 years to life in jail. Um, yeah. Prosecutors claim Mac was second in command at the upstate New York headquarters of this sex group um, and therefore instrumental in forcing new recruits to conform to the sexual demands of leader Keith Rainier. Um, so they're called, how is it pronounced? I don't know. NXIVM. So NXIVM, like, yeah. Like Zivum? Z- or is it just NXIVM? It could just be NXIVM. I don't know. Nixivum. Nixivum. <laughs> <laughs> Nixivum. Yeah. Uh, the government alleges that this group um, had slaves who were forced to starve, ordered to remain celibate, and held down at Rainier's, uh, and held down as Rainier's initials were branded below their hips with a uh, cauterizing pen. Mac is alleged to have put her hands on the women's chest, telling them to feel the pain and to think of their master. Oh my god! Oh boy! This this is there was this is literally like a psychotic dude that was just like had a cult of women. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I I'm so interested in cults and stuff. Like yeah, that. especially when like this is a. I mean, I don't know how her career was going after Smallville, but it's like you're. Like pretty, a famous, pretty like a, big like, actress. Yeah, like a well-known actress. Like what happened that you joined a sex cult? <laughs> like not just joined a sex cult, but was like a leader in the sex cult. Holding down women as they were being branded, going, do it for the master. Like oh, what was the steps yeah. between Smallville oh my and god. that happening? Oh my god. Somebody I know, somebody that was I was in an improv class with. She's an actress too, and okay. somebody she knows tried to get her to come to this. This cult, yeah. Whoa! And she didn't go because it's like it's not it's not like billed as a sex cult. It's like supposed no, to be of one of those not. like it never is supposed to be like one of those like guru self help will like, like help your life. And yeah, like tap into your positivity. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like somebody tried to get tried to recruit her to go, and she was like, "This seems fucking weird. I'm not going." God, then, good, Jesus. Uh, Oh my god, it's in, it's just so living in New York is so interesting cuz like knowing that that kind of stuff happens here now is like so strange to be like walking around like oh that stuff's happening around here that I'm surrounded by sex cults. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just anytime I'm out in New York I'm like oh I'm surrounded by sex cults right now. I was um I'm listening to this podcast uh, that's very good that I've plugged before on the show and I'm spacing on the name of it. But um, they do theme shows, Once Upon a Crime. Okay. So one of the themes was um, cults. Yeah. And they covered the Ohm cult in Japan. Okay. They were the ones who released the gas on the subways. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like miraculously only killed like seven people. Yeah. Um, which is yeah a miracle. Yes. Uh, but... There was a really creepy detail about them where their family members, so the cult leader there would try to get very young people to follow uh-huh. him. Yeah. And so their families would be looking for them and they would call their complex where they were all staying and they would be like, you know, uh, is Hero there? They would like ask for their name. Yeah. And they would say, uh, no one by that name lives here. Yeah. And it was because they had given them new names. Right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh, that semantic loophole. Oh, yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Oh, okay. He no longer responds to that name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How to tell you're in a cult. Did they give you a new name? Yeah. Do they Probably. not let you talk to your family? Could be a cult. Could be a cult. You could be in a cult right now. Um, guys, it's that time. Let's get into it. Don't be afraid. Here is your bad news. Yeah, it has occurred to me that um, talking about sex cults could also qualify (laughs) as bad news. But you know what? Here's worse news. Okay? Are you Mm -hmm. ready? Um, So... This, my bad news story has to do with immigration. Um, So the New York Times reported recently uh, that more than 700 children have been separated from adults who said they were the children's parents 
since last October, and more than 100 of those were under the age of four. Four. Four years old. Under the age of four years old. What the fuck is it going to take for people to realize that, like, border enforcement is a crime? Is terrorism? Yeah, when you are terrorizing communities and ripping apart families, you're a terrorist. And it doesn't matter if you're doing it for the United States, you're still a fucking terrorist. Like, because the outcome of it is you're destroying families. You're destroying children's lives. I honestly think, at s- maybe not in my lifetime, but like we will do away with nation states at some point Really? In the God, that's a bold prediction. I think it'll happen. Because I think technology because here's the thing here's the thing that nobody likes to talk about all capitalists already exist in like a like a globalized world right they don't believe in borders no they 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 look at it at it in terms of like the exploiters and the exploited yeah it's like they will go they will send they will pick whatever country has the smallest like the lowest wage and the least amount of like labor regulations mm. wherever is cheapest to produce products that's where they're going to build their factory like they don't give a shit about borders no but they like border enforcement right <laughs> you know yeah um you know i remember seeing i think it was in the food inc documentary but i can't it might have been in fast food nation I, oh maybe it was in fast food nation but like seeing how like they these companies that employ uh undocumented immigrants they literally like have a standing like deal with ice where like mm-hmm. ice will coordinate their raids for certain times yep. so that like they only let a couple of people get swept up in raids yeah. so like it's like enough that like ice can say they're doing their job but like this fucking company gets to keep their workforce yeah, for no that, money. That's the dirty little secret. Like these corporations can't make as much money as they make without immigrant labor. Yeah. They just can't. So it's all lip service when they're like, yeah, we need to crack down yeah. on, on a undocumented immigrants. It's like, they don't actually mean it because their businesses could not exist I mean, without it. Not only that, we couldn't, we couldn't feed the American populace without immigrant labor like we would die without immigrants yeah there's no i mean there's no better example than like the fucking mouthpiece of this whole movement donald trump Mm -hmm. doesn't even make his products in america no and built his buildings with undocumented immigrants and it's not a fucking scandal yeah (laughs) like literally the guy who talks the most shit about building a wall about about bringing jobs back to america his company does not produce them in america it's like proudly written on his products like made and wherever it's made now yeah it's like and like when people ask him about like isn't that don't you think that's a bit hypocritical he's like no it's just cheaper to make it there like yeah that's the point yeah why do you think it's cheaper like so like the the people who run the world the capitalists already live in this like world that exists without borders border yeah it's like they already exist in that world that's how they operate it's like they the, the g- capitalism is a global game. Yeah, it's like they are they they live wherever the fuck they want to live. They use whatever labor they want to use to sell to wherever they already exist in this world. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's the border is basically used as a fucking tool to crack down on poor people. So right, like I do think with the increase of like technology and globalization, at some point, like nation states are just gonna collapse. I think before that happens, if that happens, borders will become even more militarized. I think they will become more militarized at some point. Yeah. Like, Cause it is just like, it's, it's for show and it's just to like keep out riffraff. Well, also like, historically as, as nations collapse. Yeah. Which ours is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They become more paranoid, more yeah. isolationist, mm-hmm, yeah. more militarized. Yeah. Cause the military is like the only institution people have faith in anymore. Cause everybody's so fucking freaked out. So I think our borders will become much more militarized. And it's a really good way for authoritarian leaders to keep some semblance of control mm-hmm. and like yes. to keep up like keep up appearances. Right. Cuz like it does not matter what Donald Trump does if he fucking builds a wall like all the fucking just like roofs yeah. are just like oh oh great he's he's protecting us. He literally it's the Hitler uh, handbook, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh 
keep talking about return like restoring glory to the motherland yeah militarizing the borders like getting out the the icky others quote-unquote yeah um so yeah is this new information no but we didn't know the extent of how many children have been separated from their parents until the ACLU filed a class action lawsuit against the U.S. government um, for separating immigrant parents from their children while the family sought asylum. As part of that lawsuit, immigration attorneys have identified 429 cases in which parents were separated from children at the border. Um, so according to the Times, officials have repeatedly de- declined to provide data on how many families have been separated, but suggested that the number was relatively low. Jesus Christ. I love when they're like, we don't have the numbers, but it's it's not a big deal. You guys don't have to report on this. It's like, like the, the what ICE is doing is just a huge human rights scandal Mm -hmm. on a massive scale that is not well known and i think is like one of the worst one of the most people are talking about it but like one of the most underreported yeah atrocities like how severe it is yeah the the dire consequences it's going to have over multiple generations yeah relatively speaking it's 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 receiving and like what less they're, coverage than it should be for yeah. how severe the for ramifications severe are going like, to be, and like what they're like not only like the border like the border stuff, what they're doing to people like in ICE facilities. Yes. Oh, we have um, detention camps. Yeah. Right now in the United States, they are they're internment camps. Yeah. They're like actual internment camps, mm-hmm. and like they're just out in the open. Yeah. Yeah, and they have women and children in them. Yeah, it's it's horrifying, but guys. Before you leave for the rest of your day, don't worry. Here's your good news. So, I don't know if you saw this the other day, but... Trump got into it with a New York Times reporter. Oh, I didn't. On Twitter or for real, like in person? Uh, on Twitter. Named Maggie Haberman. Oh, I don't know. I saw okay, this being yeah. referenced to, but I don't know the story. I saw everybody talking about Maggie and I was like, what happened? So this is what happened. Uh, so on Saturday, she tweeted that a source quoted in her story derided by Trump as a quote unquote drunk drugged up loser wow is likely former trump campaign aide sam nunberg nunberg amazing a story by haberman and two other times reporters on friday examined the likelihood that the president's attorney michael cohen will turn on his boss now that he is being investigated uh i'm reading from the huffington post by the way it quoted two biographers, Nunberg and Trump's longtime controversial informed advisor, Roger Stone. Oh, baby. Stone Give me that Roger quoted, Stone. Mm. Stone was quoted as saying that Trump goes out of his way to treat Cohen like garbage. Nunberg said Cohen has leverage on Trump and should maximize it now. I love so much that Trump's administration is just filled with like old italian brooklyn dudes who just talk <laughs> shit all the time and they all want to be in the mob and they oh think they're in the mob God, but they're is, not in the mob it's like the worst fucking godfather movie in the world of <laughs> yeah. just like incompetent fucking idiots yeah. and it's beautiful yeah you know if any one of those guys was in the actual mob back in the day the mob bosses would have been like this guy's a fucking idiot what is this fucking dude doing <laughs> uh so trump was infuriated by this story so he slammed uh, Haberman as a third-rate flunky in vicious tweets on Saturday morning and added the scathing drugged-up insult about one of the sources whom he didn't name. Um, so Haberman said that it had to be Nunberg because the president is too afraid of Roger Stone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Both men have denied that Trump was referring to them. Not a reference to me, Stone told the Palm Beach Post. Nunberg told CNN, I have no idea who POTUS is talking about, so I have no response. Uh, so this is actually what Trump tweeted. Um, 
So I think this was like a second tweet because it starts dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Non-existent sources and a drunk, drugged up loser who hates Michael. A fine person with a wonderful family. Michael is a businessman for his own account uh, slash lawyer who I have always liked and respected. Most people will flip if the government lets him out of trouble. He's talking about Roger Stone, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, is this the same story where... Uh <laughs> where Donald Trump supposedly called Jeff Sessions Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, is it? Because uh, I just saw somebody like Trump tweeting like, I don't even know who Mr. Magoo is. Oh my God. That's so funny. Let's see. What I'm doing. Oh, stupid paywall. Oh my God. It'll remain a mystery forever. You're the worst. Uh, yes, yeah, so funny. Yeah, um, it's. I just saw that being referenced. I was like, "This is what is happening." So, uh, Preet Bharar, the former U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, mm-hmm. who was fired by Trump, yeah. responded to Haberman's tweet asking, "Donald Trump is afraid of Roger Stone." Haberman answered, "For years." <laughs> 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 That's so funny. Um, so yeah, this is the good news because anytime I see. Um, the uh, the rats eating each other. Yeah, I think it's good news. I I would. I cannot wait. I hope it's already in the works, but I cannot wait to see. It's already already kind of already being done by like the president show. I just want to see like a death of Stalin style movie about the Trump administration and all these fucking dumbasses who just want to be mob bosses so mm-hmm. bad. I like uh, Keisha and Andy did a show at Hell's Kitchen where they just had like the fired members of the administration. Yeah, it was so funny. It was so funny. At the end, there were police sirens and we all ran off stage. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, so funny. Also, people bring this up all the time. and I I know it's hacky, but like, Mm -hmm. remember how everyone yelled at Obama because he wore a tan suit? Yep, we lost our minds. People lost their fucking minds because he wore a tan suit. That was the scandal. In our defense, it was a very ugly suit. It was not good. It did not look good on him. It was not good for his complexion. It was was not good. It was not his color. It made him look washed out. But you know what? You know what? I'll say this in his defense. He wore it with confidence. He did. He fucking left the White House and wore it. He didn't have have enough confidence because he wasn't pulling it off. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. I'm sorry. Teach their own. You know, I was like, if you're going to go that direction, just do a full seersucker suit. Let's go. I think it should have been accented a little more. Yeah. He should have worn something colorful with it. A hat. A hat or just like. <laughs> you imagine if he came with <laughs> <laughs> that suit. People would have lost People their. People would have just started screaming. <laughs> 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 uh, but he, seriously, that. That was a national scandal. That was. People talked about it for days. Yeah. There were news stories Again, analyzing the defense, tan suit. It was a fucking ugly suit. <laughs> and also, I think it just blew people's minds because, like, the president comes out in, like, a black or blue suit. Yes. Always. Mm-hmm. And he came out in a fucking tan yeah. suit. And people were just like, what? <laughs> What's happening? It was, it was a rapid departure from what we're used to. Yeah. I think it shook people. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. And now this is what... <laughs> this is what happens. We're still talking about it. Tan suits. Um, yeah, I... Michael Cohen is going to flip so fast on Trump. It's going to make knew, his head spin. <laughs> my favorite, like... I, I mean, he already has. He gave up Sean Hannity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in a second. He was <laughs> like, I would not... I don't want to reveal the name. The judge was like, please reveal it. And he was like, Sean Hannity. Like... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about that story, I can't remember if you guys, I knew you guys talked about it, but like Sean Hannity's defense was like, Michael Cohen's not my attorney. I privately asked him for some advice. He's not my attorney, but we have attorney-client privilege, but <laughs> I'm not a client. Like, so you who can't, are you in the attorney-client formula, Sean? <laughs> he's not You're my, not the attorney. He's not my attorney. I didn't pay him. I'm not officially his client, but we have attorney-client privilege. Okay, so that means you're the client. <laughs> Right? Uh, what a piece of shit. Uh, I love the passive aggressiveness of that, though, where he was like, I privately asked him for some advice. I assumed it would remain private. <laughs> like, Michael. Um, oh, I knew <laughs> I knew Cohen is going to flip as soon as as soon as you. <laughs> it's just, again, it's the old like Italian Brooklyn dude thing. Like as soon as he was under investigation, there's like a picture of him hanging out like 
wearing like a fucking plaid blazer on like a sidewalk in Brooklyn, hanging out with just his old like shady as fuck. Just looking like just looking shady as hell. Yeah. Just like wearing his plaid blazers, hanging out. The, the, they all do this thing where they just like get chairs and just sit on the sidewalk, like in a circle, like in the middle of the sidewalk. And he's just like hanging out <sighs> with his he, old. His he old is fucking, Lionel Hutz. Yes, he is Lionel Hutz. It's yeah. just like, what is this? Yeah, what is this? I the fact that who said it was it Sam Noonberg or Roger Stone? One of them said that. Yeah, Cohen's going to flip because, A, it's really scary when the government comes after you. And even people who have talked a lot of shit when, like, the feds break down your door are like, fuck, here's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you're actually facing the possibility of jail time, a lot of people who are like, I'll never turn, turn really fast. But then also the fact that Trump treats him like shit. Well, Trump treats him like shit. That's their whole thing. He employed a bunch of people that are nefarious people to to get them to do shitty things for him. What's stunning about that to me is he's such a narcissist and whatever other terms you want to, I don't want to use outdated, uh, outdated uh, psychological terms, Uh but at the very least he's a narcissist. Yes. He's such a narcissist that he can't even play the long game and think (laughs) maybe I should treat the guy who has intensely scandalous material. Yeah. Against me, maybe I should treat him with like a certain level of respect so he doesn't expose my secrets yes. to the world. Like he's such a narcissist, he can't even do that. No, he's like, I have to treat this guy like shit too. It's not, Trump to me feels like it's he's. It's not even that he doesn't play the long game. He doesn't even think like to the end of the day. Right. It is literally like he is in the moment. Yeah. Doing whatever feels good at the moment. Just abusing everyone in his life. Yeah. Yeah. It really does feel like when you read about like uh, I'm just thinking about this a lot because I just saw the movie and then I started reading more about it because I I find the Soviet Union very fascinating. Mm-hmm. But reading about all those people around, mm-hmm. uh, like around the Soviet Union and Khrushchev and Stalin and all those people, and the, it's like they were like a group of friends and they were just constantly undermining each other yeah. behind the scenes, mm-hmm. vying for power. And as soon as there was a moment, as so- like the second there was like a little bit of an end, they would just kill you in a heartbeat yeah, and, that's and take why power. I forget who originally brought up this point, but that's why Trump has surrounded himself with a group of very like actually mentally sick people. Yeah. Like who have substance abuse problems. Uh-huh. Um, all of their relationships are falling apart uh, because they are in this like sick power game where, yeah, they're trying to like claw at each other and yeah. like constantly they're surrounded by enemies and they don't know who to trust. Yeah. And even the people who you have an alliance with, you're abusing constantly, like with Trump and Michael Cohen or like Roger Stone and Trump, you know, like yeah. he's afraid of Roger Stone. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what? Uh, yeah, it is this insane machiavellian plot every day and like of course if you lived in that situation you would deteriorate mentally you know yeah you go insane Mm -hmm. which is what happens to a lot of authoritarian leaders they go crazy yes because they don't know who to trust anymore and then even their closest advisors are enemies and they become very isolated and claps in on themselves there's this very funny scene in the death of stalin right at the beginning it's not a spoiler but like it's just very like there's all these guys having dinner and then there's uh, <laughs> all the laughing, drinking, having the best time. Like and then, like flash forward in the night, they're all laughing and like you know their t- their like, ties are loose and they're like having like a crazy night. Sure. And they like all are leaving and they're all like joking with each other and blah 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 and this and this and you know and then they all say like you know uh, <laughs> like like long live Stalin and all this stuff. And then like one of them gets in a car and as soon as the car door is closed, like Berea turns and is like, okay, well he's on the list to be murdered. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like hands it to his guard to like go kill him. And it's just like, it's just like total, like just narcissistic. Yeah. Like, no, no, they're nobody's friends. No, that's the thing. Um, I think Chris Hayes tweeted that the other day where he's like, I can't think of another president who I actually can't, list his friends here's the thing i don't think obama was like a saint by any stretch of the imagination no, of course not 
he was also, you know, you have to be like a, a power hungry person to be the president of the United well, States. Well, yeah, then there's like drone strikes and mass deportations. Yeah, he did all this stuff. He did all that stuff. Here's the thing, though. And like, no, I don't think for a second that all the people surrounding him were like also saints. But those people, nobody gave each other up in that administration. No, they were like. They, they all were, stuck I so close together. I think there were some leaks, but nothing compared to this White House. <laughs> he, Obama definitely has real friends oh yeah they all like are like ride or die for him yes like valerie jarrett axelrod all those people they would go down in a heartbeat biden oh my god oh yeah yeah like no he and but i mean outside of politics too like he his friends would visit him in the white house they'd play basketball like he had like normal relationships yes and i think that was the case for every other president other than (laughs) trump can you list a trump friend no no who's not like his child or and his children don't like him either by the way yeah um well that's the thing is like people it's not even 100 percent guaranteed that his wife likes him no she absolutely doesn't <laughs> well and he wanted to get out of there so badly yeah. you can feel it um did you see she was at an event recently and obama was there and they're talking and she's having the best time <laughs> she's like laughing in a way yeah. i've never seen her laugh before yeah and just immediately turns around like stone face <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that that to me, that speaks volumes about a, a guy who doesn't have friends, who's never had a pet. Oh He's never had a pet. He's a sociopath. He's yeah. 100%. I, I, sometimes when I use that word, people get mad because I think it's outdated. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. But I don't know. Like, I know narcissist is still a word that's used okay. by mental health professionals. Well, I'm sorry if, uh, to anyone if I use that term. I didn't yeah, know. I think the issue is that it's a very uh, broad term that can be applied May- okay. to a yeah. lot of different things. And also, there are people with sociopathic tendencies who never hurt anyone. Right, and okay. And who like... Uh, it, it's, we always think of like serial killers and yes. stuff like yeah, that, or yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of people who like don't process emotions in typical oh, ways. I see, I see, I Who see. like okay. never hurt anyone ever, okay. you know? Um, well, I'll learn more about that. Yeah, about yeah. That. I, I think that's the issue people yeah, have that makes sense. Them, which I get, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I, I really... I just, all I want is for, <laughs> I want Trump to be out of office. I want all of his businesses to have collapsed because yep. he's ruined them. Great. Love this. And he has no friends and he has no support system. That's and he's just, just typical. That's like a Tuesday des- for him. And he's just destitute. I just want him to be completely ruined by the time he's out of office because he's turned on all of his friends yeah. <laughs> in, in his in his quest for power. He's like already alienated everybody that he knows. His businesses are failing. Mm-hmm. And so I hope by the time he's out of office, they just continue to fail. Here's why I don't think it'll be that outcome, because no matter how much you fail as a privileged white businessman in this country, somehow you never lose money. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. all I can hope for him at the end of his life is a rosebud situation. Oh, yeah. Where he has that final sudden moment where he realizes his life is totally empty. Yeah. No one loves him. He is utterly alone. And I hope that's like the last thing he feels <laughs> before he dies. Yeah. 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 There's a great old uh, UCB. I think it's a show. I don't think it was a sketch. I think there was more than one sketch, but it was just, a, I think it was a show. Or maybe it was a part of Gimberling's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fat Guy Stuck in Internet, mm-hmm. formerly called Gimberling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was these two characters called Doc and Chains, and mm-hmm. there were these like old, like old West, like cowboy, like bad cowboy type. Uh-huh. Like bounty hunter guys, and uh, one of them, played by Curtis Gwynn, dies. He's mm-hmm. like falls off a cliff, <laughs> and as he's falling, he just goes, "I regret everything." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope that's his moment. Yeah, and I think ultimately it will be. I have to imagine he's a profoundly unhappy individual. I just, it's one of the, Trump's one of those people. Like every detail of his life is so sad. Yeah, down to like. The food he eats is so sad. sad. So sad. And I'm just like, this is the most profoundly unhappy, like yeah. sad. He eats. It's just, it's just, it's one of those things. Every detail of his life is just like, oh, his, like his steak is like burned and yeah. tasteless and he eats it with ketchup. Like it's what like is sad and pathetic. Yeah. It's like an unhappy little boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, guys, please follow Eric on Twitter at, Eric, E-R-E-K underscore Smith. Go to lighttreason.news and become a member, why don't you? It's the only reason (laughs) I'm able to do this show.
you know? You sounded so Midwestern there. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Why don't you? <laughs> it's a Fargo accent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a great show. Yeah. Guys, I'm getting distracted. For as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation, you can support the show, keep us going, ensure we'll have future episodes. If you are if you were a Citizen Radio member, you have to cancel your membership. Oh, my God. The oh. outro music's playing. Um, you have to... Cancel your Citizen Radio membership and re-sign up at Light Trees and News. It's not that hard, guys. It's not I promise hard. you can do it. It'll take a few minutes. You'll get through it. It'll be okay. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Yeah.